John 4 and 4. Jesus says, I, I need to go through Samaria. Then came he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, uh, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied, with his journey, sat down on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. And then fast forward to Acts chapter 8, in verse number 1, and Saul was consenting uh, unto Stephan's death and at that time there was great persecution against the church everybody say great persecution of course you know the church built on a rock and great persecutions not gonna hurt the church and they were all scattered abroad throughout the region of Judea and Samaria except the apostles, they stayed in Jerusalem. Uh, devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. Now Saul, he made havoc of the church. You, you've been around folks that causing havoc. Yeah, uh, Saul was havoc on steroids. He's entering into every house, halting men and women, and committing them to prison. Therefore, they were scattered. The disciples were scattered abroad, and they went everywhere preaching the word. <laughs> then Philip, and, and, and this is where I saw the emphasis uh, then Philip, it seemed that the Lord was underlying and abbreviating verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and he preached Christ. <laughs> God sends his word, see, to heal and deliver. And, and the people, listen at the people of Samaria. The people were with one accord and gave heed to the things that Philip spake. Hearing and seeing the miracles, which he did. Now, unclean spirits, verse number 7, unclean spirits started crying out with a loud voice. And they came out of many that were possessed with them. And many that were taken with the palsy and were lame were healed. Verse number 8. And there was great joy in the church. No, I'm sorry. There was great joy in the city. <laughs> in other words, preaching Jesus was the answer 
to a lot of these problems, but, everybody shout, but. You're going to always have a but in every city. I could name a few, but I'll leave that. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in that city, that same city, he used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that he himself was some great one. Mm. To whom all, to whom they all gave heed uh, from the least to the greatest, saying, Simon, he's, he's a great, he has the great power of God. This is the atmosphere that Philip stepped into. I, I want to draw my text from just a portion of verse number 5 and 6. Uh, Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ. Verse 6. The people gave heed, hearing and seeing the miracles. And just for a few moments, uh, a few moments today, I want to talk to you about the chain breaker. Philip was a ch chain breaker. He, he broke regional chains and territorial chains and demonic chains. Father, thank you for the same word that Philip preached. It's still breaking chains. It's still healing people. It's still setting people free. And everybody shout in the name of Jesus. Uh, now, now tell three people I'm a chain breaker. I'm a, I'm a chain breaker. I, I know the enemy's been after you and attacking you this week. But you a chain breaker in this city now in this context great persecution uh, was coming against the church at Jerusalem the Greek word for persecution here means to afflict to cause fear to cause grief um, harassment hostilities and intimidation Anybody been facing any of that this week? Oh, there's two people. Okay. First number one, uh, the persecution caused the church to scatter across the region. Now, now, because God had never intended for the church to just gather at one place and become a monument. The last thing Jesus said before he ascended up into the heavens in Acts 1 and 8, you shall be witnesses for me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. God intended on the church to be a movement and not a monument. But, but, but God's using affliction here 
in our context to move the church out of their comfort zone because uh, Jerusalem was familiar territory. It's, it, it's where Jesus last stood. It's where Jesus last spoke. It was Jerusalem was the epicenter of, uh, and still is today of, of all the major uh, religions uh, in the world. Um, but, but Jesus shows us something even when he's hanging on the cross, your Bible says in, in Hebrews 13 and 12 that Jesus suffered outside uh, the gates of the city. He's trying to show us from the cross uh, uh, that he moved past uh, the epicenter of religion and routine, and he operates outside the box. You see, Jesus was a game changer in his day, and he's still the game changer uh, in 2020. Somebody shout amen. He, he broke religious and uh, uh, religious and, and, and routine rules that were set up by the church. And, and he operated outside the box. Now, verse number three, Saul was making havoc of the church. The Greek word for havoc here uh, means to he's breaking apart. He's trying to break apart the church, disrupt the church, lacerate the church, rend, tear, and wreck the church. But you've got to remember that the church is built on a rock uh, that won't roll. It's, it's a tried stone. The church is a precious cornerstone, uh, sure and elect in every city, and he, it has the answer uh, to every question uh, that comes up in every generation. Shout amen to that. Uh, but, but, but it was affliction. It was affliction that moved them out into Judea and Samaria and, and to the other most parts uh, witnessing because there's overcoming power uh, in the blood of the Lamb and uh, in the words of our testimony. Romans 5 and 3 says we're supposed to glory in tribulation. Oh, that's a lost message on the church. The NIV says we're supposed to rejoice in our suffering. The message says we're supposed to shout the praises of God uh, when we're hemmed in by trouble. Because God uses trouble, the message Bible says, uh, to develop tempered steel in us. Uh, shout God's putting steel in me today. And affliction keeps us alert for what's next in God. Verse number four. Uh, therefore, uh, anytime there's a therefore in the Bible, you, 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 you need to see what it's there for. Uh, but but because, because of the affliction and persecution, uh, the disciples were scattered abroad and they went everywhere preaching the word. Can you see how God uses affliction and persecution? If you can, shout amen. 
It was affliction that pushed them to another level and opened new doors of opportunity. Verse number five, then, then, everybody shout, then. Oh, God's fixing to have his way now. Then Philip went down to Samaria. He would have never left Jerusalem uh, if it hadn't been for the persecution. But then he goes down and he starts preaching Christ. Okay, let, let me rewind right quick. Back to John chapter 4, where God has unfinished business in Samaria. Jesus tells his disciples, i got to go to Samaria. And they're thinking, why are we going to Samaria? Well, what's going on in Samaria? He sends them after lunch. Sometimes you just have to send people out to lunch so you can get the will of God done. But in verse 6... Jesus is sitting on Jacob's well. This was interesting to me. The well of living water is sitting on Jacob's well. Living water that quenches the soul and and refreshes the spirit and, and gives us confidence and strength. Somebody shout, living water is sitting on natural water. A lot of people are, are trying to calm the, uh, the confusion in their soul with natural things, uh, uh, but they'll never satisfy. Jesus was the answer then. He's the answer now to every spirit of anxiety and affliction uh, uh, that you may come across uh, uh, in this age because he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Mm -hmm. So he's waiting. Jesus, and I got to where the older I get, I won't wait for nobody no more. <laughs> Somebody said, I want the bishop to marry me. I mean, marry us. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. And I, I told the wedding planner, I said, let them know the bishop don't wait on nobody. I, now, I used to back in the day. You know, the wedding would be at, at, at 11 o'clock and the, and the bride would get there about 1 o'clock. No more, baby. I, Age doesn't caught up with me. I don't have the patience I used to have. I don't know if people did that or age did that. I just, uh, but, but Jesus, the water walker, the storm stopper, the chain breaker, oh, he's sitting on a well waiting on this loose woman. I know that's not politically correct. I never have been. They, they, I got a lot of folks trying to help me, though, just so pray for me. She's loose because she's been married five times. She's living with number six, but she's about to meet number seven. She's about to meet the man that's going to turn everything around 
that's going on in her life. She's coming for natural water for her body, but Jesus has living water uh, that's going to change everything in her life. But, 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 but what was interesting to me, Jesus is the one that starts the conversation. He says to the woman coming at the well at noon, uh, give me a drink. I need a drink. So, so Jesus is the one that starts the conversation. And I, I thought that was interesting uh, because she was thirsty for natural water. Jesus was thirsty for all the souls in Samaria that Simon had chained up with uh, the spirit of sorcery and witchcraft. Oh, Lord, have mercy. So God is going to use this sassy sister. Just, I, I mean, just let me use that word. I mean, I could use several other words, but, but God's going to use this sassy sister to carry a seed into Samaria that's going to bring a great harvest of souls and bring great joy in the city and great joy in heaven. And what God showed me is there's some sassy sisters uh, at Christian World that, I mean, you've been through a lot. You've been broken. You've got a little past that you're, you're trying to keep covered. But God said, I want you to stir up the sassy sisters. And I know they've been afflicted. I, I know they're broken. I, I know they're going through a lot right now. The enemy's attacking them. But I'm wanting to use them uh, to carry a seed into the city. I want all the sassy sisters to shout amen. Jesus knew that God does everything with a seed. When God created the earth, he started speaking herbs into existence. He, he started speaking fruit trees uh, into existence, and he put a seed. When he spoke the green grass, and, and Pastor Jason called me, he said, what are you seeing this morning? I said, I see new growth. Uh, uh, new growth's coming up everywhere, and, and, uh, but, but see, God put seeds in everything so it would reproduce after its kind. When Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden uh, in Genesis 3.15, uh, God told the woman, uh, uh, a seed, your seed, uh, uh, Eve, your seed is going to bruise the head uh, of the serpent. Uh, God told Noah in Genesis 8.22, after the flood, he said, as long as the earth remains that they're going to be seed time and harvest when God wanted a redeemer to redeem the whole world he had to be a kinsman redeemer he had to be kin to us so God took a seed planted it into Mary she gave forth a child and the angel said call his name Jesus uh, he's going to save uh, people from their sin when God wanted to reach out to Ethiopia he took a eunuch God gave a eunuch a seed 
and said, I want you to take this back. You remember the eunuch was in a chariot. He had just been to Jerusalem. The, uh, Candace, uh, queen of Ethiopia, sent him down there, but he couldn't understand nothing uh, because uh, how can you understand without a preacher and how can he preach except he be sent by God? How can there be hearing, uh, miracles and healing and, and supernatural uh, without an anointed vessel? God has always used a man. God has always used a woman. God, God and God will use whoever he wants to. I thought it was ironic. I could break it down, but I won't. That he gives a seed to a eunuch to carry to Ethiopia. And then Queen Candace makes Jesus Christ the natural religion. And there's more Christians in Ethiopia today than there is anything else. Because God always uses a seed. To bring a harvest. Verse 28. She left her water pot. I don't have time to stay here long. She left her water pot. This was a watershed moment. Or, or I mean a water pot moment. She left her natural water pot. And went back to Samaria. And she told all the, the men. Uh, she said to the men. Because uh, she had influence with men. And, uh, she said uh, to the men, isn't it amazing that in a messagenic society where, where they didn't even respect women, where women didn't even have a voice, that God used a woman, uh-oh, help me, Jesus, help me, to give him respect. <laughs> <laughs> she said, we don't even know her name. We don't know if her name was Delilah or Jazzy. or who. We don't know who she was. But she said, come see a man. And the men responded to her. Uh, he told me everything that was going on uh, in my life. Oh, Lord, have mercy. See, God will use whatever he wants to use whenever he wants to use it. And sometimes he'll use the strangest things to get his purpose accomplished in the world. Now let's fast forward back to Acts chapter 8. Verse number 6. Philip is preaching Jesus. Oh, Lord have mercy. He's, he's, he's preaching. Uh, he's preaching Jesus. And, and, and the people are listening to him with one accord. Uh, because they need a miracle, and miracles are following uh, the preaching of God's Word. Now, the Greek word for miracles here, uh, I hope you came for church today, uh, but, but the Greek word for miracles here means there were signs, the miracles were signs to unbelievers uh, uh, that God was still in control and that he has supernatural power. You remember when, when God spoke to Moses and said, I want you to go tell Pharaoh uh, to let my 
people go. Mo Moses was a little nervous and started stuttering. Now, Acts chapter 7 uh, said he, had ex he was excellent of speech, uh, uh, but, uh, but uh, there are situations that will give everybody a stutter. Uh, so he's, he's conversing with God here, and God just says, go in there, Moses. Aren't you thankful God knows what's going on? <laughs> Aren't you thankful he knows the end from the beginning and everything in between? God knows what he's doing. He said, I want you to throw down your rod in front of Pharaoh. Because when he walks in to Pharaoh, this is what Pharaoh has to say uh, somewhere in ex Exodus. Uh, it's somewhere here. I think it's... Uh, 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 Exodus, uh, well, anyway, just trust me. <laughs> Pharaoh said, if God sent you, if God really sent you, show me a miracle. <laughs> show me, show me, I want a sign, uh, show me. A miracle. So he throws down his rod and it turns into a snake. But Pharaoh calls the magicians that operated in sorcery because the devil uh, has power too. I almost said your devil, but 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 the devil has power too. The magicians threw down their rods and there were snakes everywhere. And the people were watching. Okay. But Moses' rod that turned into a snake started swallowing up all the other snakes because God was letting them know I'm in control. I still have power. I still sit on the circle of the earth. I have all power in my hands. David the giant killer said, twice I've heard this now. And one day, all power belongs to God. Somebody shout all power. No, everybody shout all power. Yeah, so, so God starts sending the plagues. Your pastor touched on them. Uh, in fact, he walked all over my message today. I'll forgive him after church. The people were watching. The city was watching. The Egyptians were watching, and God sends these plagues. But what they noticed was uh, none of the plagues, none of the ten plagues uh, that came on the unbelievers uh, came on the believers. Uh, uh, and, and they noticed that the favor and the supernatural protection and power of God uh, was on God's people and is still on God's people today. Somebody shout amen to that. And, and, and Moses went on. Moses went on to say, he that dwelleth in the secret place. I, I don't have time to go there, but he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Almighty. Has anybody been in the secret place? See, if you'll live in that secret place, uh, uh, the scripture says uh, uh, a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand. But Moses said it will not 
come nigh you because God has given his angels charge over you that pestilence that walks in darkness it won't come nigh you the plagues that walk in darkness that are terrifying the world they will not come nigh you be seated bishop I'm not worried about plague it's this other hell I'm worried about hang on I'm, I'm, I'm coming I'm going to get to everybody before we leave. Verse 7, while Philip was preaching. Oh, verse number 7, while Philip. I, I mean, I'm sorry. Unclean spirits started just coming out of people. While he was preaching. Oh, they started crying out with a loud voice. I know that's not popular to preach about today. Churches today try to hustle people out right quick if they start acting up. Many of the people were taken with palsy. Some were lame. <laughs> While he was preaching, people were being healed. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Woo. Psalms 107 and 20, David said, God sends his word. He sends his anointed word to heal and to deliver out of every situation. But Simon, somebody shout Simon. Uh, anytime God's planting wheat, you know the enemy's going to come plant some tares. Uh, even while I'm preaching. Simon was operating uh, with the spirit of sorcery. Mm -hmm. He had locked down the whole region uh, with demonic spirits, sorcery, and witchcraft. Now, now you remember when Daniel, Daniel was praying, okay, and the angel came 21 days later. See, if, that, if that's us, we pray one day, and if we don't have a miracle, we quit. But, but, but the angel came and, and said, Daniel, we heard your prayer in heaven on the first day, but I had to fight the prince of Persia. Can anybody see spiritual warfare there? <laughs> see, we forget there's devil. There's a devil loose. <laughs> so uh, the angel said, Daniel, I've come uh, for your words and with the message from heaven, but now I've got to go back and fight the prince of Grecia. Oh, God have mercy. Can you see an ongoing fight here? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But he said, Michael will be going with me. And, and, you know, oh, Michael, a warrior angel, anytime he shows up, everything changes. Now, now, Luke chapter 8 and verse number 26, I, I just need to show you these demons. I'm not going to glorify them, but I am going to show you what's been attacking you over the last uh, 10 days, okay? Luke chapter 8, Jesus and the disciples were in a ship, and a storm kicks in. And Jesus is the one that told them to get in the ship. 
It's thundering. It's lightning. Waves are coming over. In this. It got so bad, Peter, the most experienced fisherman, said, Carest thou not? We're fixing to go down. And Jesus was asleep. What got my attention, Jeff? If the thunder, now if it thunders one time, Levi's up. Okay. If the wind blows, he's up. He's super sensitive. But none of this woke up Jesus. Until Peter said, Master, and immediately Jesus got up. I just wanted to show you that are going through a storm, and, and you don't know how or what or when has gone through. When you call on Jesus, he will answer prayer. Jeremiah said, call on him, and he will answer you and show you great and mighty things you hadn't even thought of yet. Somebody shout Jesus. Jesus, does anybody still believe in the power of Jesus' name tonight? All devils have to bow. All sickness has to bow. There's not a plague in this world that can overpower the name of Jesus Christ. If you believe it, stand and give him a high hand pray. I'm just wanting to see if there's any believers that are still in the house this morning. You can still call on Jesus. The old church used to say, call on Jesus, he will answer prayer. If you call on Jesus. Sit down, I gotta hurry. So Jesus, in the middle of a storm, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He rebukes the storm. Wait a minute. You don't rebuke storms. You rebuke spirits. Jesus was rebuking the spirit that was trying to pull the ship under in the middle of a storm because the devil knew he was going to Gadara. And there was a man there that had a legion of demons. <laughs> so so when, when Jesus gets there, I'm just trying to show you something here. I'm not going to linger with the devil. Don't get worried. Okay, this man, they had him chained up in the tombs. Jesus gets there, and he starts to rebuke the spirit in the man, and the devil starts talking to him. Devil been talking to anybody this week? There's a couple, okay. Okay, don't worry, we're not going to put the camera on you. You know what the devil said? Don't cast us out of this region. But, but because devils are generational. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Um, I'm sorry. They're generational. 
they're regional and they're territorial. So Jesus let the 2,000 demons go into a herd of hogs. That's why people get on to me for eating hogs. But so they're full of the devil. But so I pray over it. And I'm still kicking. My wife's smiling. She won't eat it. That's okay. Because demons, listen to me, they're generational. And they're regional. They'll get in a region. I'll, I'll prove it to you. I'll prove it to you. You remember Abraham when, when, they, when they took Sarah? Because uh, Sarah, she was a looker. Baby, she was 80 years old and a looker. That girl had something going on. Uh, Katie said it was the oils. Uh, she was using the oils, the essential oils. Y'all go ahead and start laughing. I've been using a few myself. I'm coming. I don't. I, I'm coming. He told a lie because he's afraid it's going to kill him and take Sarah. <laughs> Fast forward up to Genesis 26. Isaac, that never heard the lie, he'd never heard. Because you know, when you lie, you don't, you know, share it with the whole family. Or, or at least I don't. <laughs> Abraham's in the ground, and Isaac tells the same lie at Gerah when the Philistines uh, take Becky. Because she was a looker. Those boys had some lookers, I tell you what. I don't know. It was the oils. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh. But then third generation, Jacob was worse than both of them put together. What was working? What, what, did, what in the world do you think was working? It was a chain. There was a link between Abraham, Isaac, and Je Now, they were saved, but there were chains that, that were trying to hold them down. And God showed me there's chains that have been trying to hold some of you down. But you're in. I got good news for you, baby. God's going to use his word to break some chains off you today. There's going to be some chains that come off your family. There's going to be some chains that, that come off your finances. There's going to be some chains that come off your mind. You're not going to see things like the world sees things. If you receive it, shall you? So now, now, and, and even now, when you go to the doctor, okay, they're supposed to be checking you out, but they start talking about your grandpa. Did your grandpa have high blood pressure? Did your grandpa have Alzheimer's? Did, did your grandpa have high blood pressure? Did your grandpa have sugar? He gone.
what are you asking me about my grandpa for and my daddy for? Because there's a chain link that's connected. It's called generational chains. Oh, God, I feel it breaking already here. Uh, 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 Luke 4 and 4. Jesus said that now, now I know I've, I've lost some of you. Some of your churches were closed, so you came over here and, and, and you've already lost. You've already lost. Uh, I've already lost you with these demons and things. <laughs> but let me show you, because some of you don't believe in demons. I mean, there's a lot of churches, they say, you know, the, the, Jesus killed the devil. He didn't kill my devil. <laughs> he still comes to me and knocks on my door. Somebody's knocking. I won't let him in, no. But, but Jesus used the word, okay? When those demonic spirits, and they're going to come to you, baby, and they're going to talk to you. Oh, God. And some of them are generational. They'll tell you the same thing they told your grandpa and your mama. They'll, they'll tell Because it got them, and it'll get you too unless you learn how to break these chains. And in Luke 4 and 4, when Satan came to Jesus and said, you need to bow down and worship me, Jesus said, thus it is written, thus it is written, thus it is written, if you will put the word of God in your mouth in the name of Jesus Christ, is there anybody that still believes in the power of the name of Jesus Christ? If you do, stand and give him a high praise. Come on, this is your time to give your God a high praise. Ah, there he goes again. If you're here this morning and you need to break some generational chains off of your family, it's, it, it, this is not just about you. This is about your kids and your grandkids and your great Well, Bishop, I don't know. I just, I don't think all that stuff necessary. Well, just stay chained up then. Just go ahead and watch, watch your whole family be locked down and quarantined. I've learned to keep the word in my mouth. God is my defense. And I have plenty of resources. But the doctor said, and the surgeon general said, and, and, and the mayor said, and the governor said, and, and you never have done nothing else they said to do. Why would you change now? 
Somebody said, Bishop, you better be careful. They can take you to jail. I said, good. I'd get to minister to the whole region that way. I'm a pace setter. I'm a role model. I'm a chain breaker. Touch three people and tell them I'm a chain breaker. I'm talking to some people that are out of the box. You're game changers here today. God, I feel an old school anointing coming on me to break demonic yokes, and it's not even in style anymore. Moses told the people, if you get lost in the wilderness, just start praising God, and God will show up in your praise. If you've lost your way this week, you got 10 seconds to give him your highest praise, and I got to get back to the Word. I feel chains breaking while I'm preaching. Chains coming off your faith. Chains coming off your experience. Chains coming off your health. Chains. Chains coming off every opportunity that God's opening up to. I'll tell you what, re re remain standing, remain standing. That way, that way folks will think I'm, I'm quit. Verse number 12. Verse number 12. <laughs> Verse number 12, I'm back in Acts 8. At verse number 12, they believed Philip's preaching. The Samaritans did. Maybe they were unbelievers. They believed the preaching and the things concerning the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. They were baptized. Uh-oh. Both men and women. Just baptizing so many people. They had to call for Peter and John. Verse 13. Uh-oh! Simon himself, the sorcerer, believed also. And he was baptized. Baptism drowns those spirits. It, 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 I'm sorry. He continued with Philip and wondered, beholding, uh-oh, the miracles and the signs that were being done. 
right in this season, right when they've been talking about deficits and you losing and right in the middle of all this, God sends me with this crazy word that it's going to be a time of increase and opportunity for you. Newsflash. Write this down. Some of you just woke up, but write this down. The people that have been hating on you, opposing you, blogging you, tweeting you, are going to realize they need what you got. And when they come to you, don't, don't toe bump them. Uh-oh. Hey. Get ready for the haters to come to you. Because they're watching you. You're going to church? You, you mean, you mean, you mean you're going to church? Maybe church is where church is where the chains start breaking. It's, it's the preaching. But I want us just to take 15 seconds. You're going to have a hard time doing this. But I want you to thank God for the affliction that you're in right now. Go ahead and give him a hand, praise. Go ahead, go ahead. David said, it was good for me to be afflicted. If it wasn't for the affliction, you wouldn't be praying like you hadn't been praying all this year. If it wasn't for the affliction, you wouldn't be in the Word of God. You wouldn't be sensitive. Oh, God have mercy. So get ready for people. Get ready. Get ready because God stirred some folks up here today. And instead of you going silent like you've done... On your in the workplace because you don't want anybody to know you're a Jesus freak. Baby, I had a guy from Brazil come to me and say, I heard one of your members praying for somebody on the phone in the workplace. And he said, I just got here from Brazil for training. He may be here today. I'm looking, is he here? He's back there. Okay. Okay. Uh, there he is right there. There he is. Come on up here, Brazilian. Come on up here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's my Brazilian. Just wave at everybody. Okay. Yeah. They, they need to start watching in Brazil, see. But he said, I, I just got here. Uh, where, where's your workplace at? I work here for an, a company that works with uh, airplanes, and a company asked me to come here to work, and I, I saw Miss D <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> and, and we were praying to find a place uh, with brothers 
place that believe in the same God that we believe and pray in the same way. And, and we saw Miss Dee. I, I saw Miss Dee speak on the phone and praying for someone. And I was there waiting. And say, I said, I'm sorry, are you a believer? She said, yes, I'm praying for someone. I said, where are you going? So she told me about this, this place. And from the first time we've been here, it's so blessed. Now, now, God is going to use both of you. I sense that she's a sassy sister, okay? So, so God is going to use y'all because y'all have just been learning, taking things in, watching, watching, watching. Father, thank you for the seeds that have been sowed in their, in their hearts. Let them take it back to Brazil and minister to their family and co-workers and comrades so that the seed of Jesus Christ and a revival just breaks out all over Brazil. Somebody shout in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you very much. But, 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 but what I want to show you, what I want to show you, huh, huh, yeah, go, go ahead and give God a hand, praise. God, I feel chains, chains breaking. See, God knows who to give. He gives seed to the sower. And bread, bread to the eater. Verse 17, Philip sent for Peter and John. They had a citywide revival. And see what God told me is we need to start reaching out to the city. Reach out to the whole city. You, you need to start witnessing to people on your job. You, 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 you've been silent. I said you've been silent. But, but it's time for you to open up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because God's breaking that intimidation off of you. He's, he's breaking that fear uh, of you not being accepted. He's, I want you to go home and start ministering to your family and, and to your neighborhood. And you need to start touching everybody in the name. When you pray, you pray in the name of Jesus. That's what makes the difference. And if you haven't been baptized, you need to be baptized today in the name of Jesus. Everything's ready. We'll drown some things that's been trying to drown you. But, but, they, but they call for Peter and John. I want to call for the elders. Call for the elders of the church. I want to call for the elders and their wives, elders of the church. Y'all come quickly. Come, come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. Mm-hmm. Father, I want to thank you for all the chains that I heard breaking while I was preaching. Chains of anxiety and chains of affliction. All the, all the chains, all the chains that started breaking in the name of Jesus. I, I want to thank you for it. Now listen to me. When Peter and John laid hands on the people, they started receiving the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. 
Uh-oh. This is a New Testament, a New Testament doctrine. If there's any sick among you, call for the elder of the church. They'll anoint you with oil and the prayer of faith to save the sick. If, if you have anxiety in your body, let me, let me talk to you about anxiety. Okay? It, it depresses everything. It, it depresses your mind. It causes depression. It, it, it causes suicidal thoughts. Okay? It, it, it causes you to be overwhelmed. And, and if you've been under attack, I want you to come quickly. We're going to anoint you with oil. When I go into the intensive care rooms, when, when, when baby Levi was just, and they were all saying, he's not going to make it, he's not going to make it, I had my little vial of oil. And I'd very carefully, because they watch you like a hawk in there. And I hadn't told anybody this. Katie don't even know this. I, I just touched that little knob of oil because, because they said that there's no brainwave activity on the right side. And I said, I bind that in the name of Jesus. And I prayed, Father, Father, from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. And he's healed today. And you can be healed today. If you want the chains of anxiety and fear and generational curses. Lord, I, I feel chains breaking here today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for Reach out to Jesus right now. Reach out to him right now. 